Welcome to Real Radiant, a podcast from the heart to help you connect to your radiant self. I'm your host, Morgan Lesniewski, and each week I'm bringing on some amazing guests for real and honest conversations on topics like lifestyle, wellness, and how to live your best life. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Real Radiant Podcast. If you're new here, my name is Morgan Lesniewski, and I'm the host. And today, I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. I am joined by Kylie Rohr. She is a pursuing actress, founder of Classic Marketing, the mental health project organization. She moved from Florida to LA to pursue acting and is killing it there. And she just had so much great insight into doing what's best for you at the right time and not letting your limiting beliefs bring you down, which I know all of us can fall victim to at some point or another. And we also talked a little bit about consistency and how staying consistent and just having the confidence in yourself to pursue your goals will help you actually make them happen. So many of us have said that we wanted to do something, start something, but then never follow through with it. And so if you are in that position or have felt that way and want to get to a point where you are consistent with something, definitely listen through this episode. And we also talked a little bit about her experience with mental health, her mental health project organization, and how she felt after leaving a religious cult when she was younger. So this is a definitely a packed episode. So much great insight, so much good things that I know you guys will get so much value out of. But before we get into the episode, I just want to remind you all to please rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. It really helps the podcast and I want to know what you guys like, don't like, all that good stuff. And check out the Instagram at Real Radiant with two T's where I'm posting daily about the podcast, lifestyle, wellness, yoga updates, all that kind of stuff. So definitely go check it out. And without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Kylie. Thank you so much for coming on Real Radiant. I'm so happy to have you on today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming on. So the question of the podcast that I love to ask is, what is one quote that has resonated with you and changed your perspective on things like life, jobs, relationships, anything like that? Um. So back around two years ago, I started working with an acting teacher um, and I was kind of dealing with a lot of um, like mental health issues and had issues integrating, you know, my anxiety into, you know, my acting. And he told me that everything that exists belongs, um, which really resonated with me and has kind of carried me through the last two years of my life. Um, just this idea that, you know, whatever you're feeling is okay, whether that's happiness or sadness, um, you don't have to do anything to make you know those emotions or experiences go away just know that they're supposed to be there for a reason Mm -hmm. yeah I like that I like that a lot because a lot of times we think that the emotions that we feel are like bad or wrong or that we shouldn't be feeling that way about a certain thing but it's just a good reminder that whatever you're feeling it's okay and like everything it's only temporary like all emotions pass too so that's a really good one absolutely yeah no it was really beneficial for me because I used to have really bad social anxiety like with acting and Mm -hmm. I'd always try to repress it which ended up being you know more stressful than just Mm -hmm. allowing it so yeah yeah so tell us a little bit about yourself like who you are how you got into acting like all that kind of stuff so yeah yeah so I grew up in North Florida 
um, and I went to college in Florida. I initially was studying animal psychology. I wanted to do like animal behavior research. And at the time I went to University of Alabama, um, like my freshman year, and I was kind of interested in film and acting, but again, had terrible social anxiety. So I was like, there's no way that I can act. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then I went to UCF and got involved in sports marketing and acting. And at the time I still was like terrified of um, being on stage and just, yeah, I hated public speaking like all throughout my life. And so I'm like, okay, there's no way that I can do this. So my senior year, I started to do like internships and I got involved in marketing. Um, And after college, I had a marketing job for like a year and then I quit during COVID. uh, And I started my business classic marketing, which is a social media agency. Um, And we primarily work with like e-commerce businesses um, and we handle their social media marketing, the influencer marketing. Uh, And around that time, I had met Benjamin Mathis, who is my acting coach. Um, He owns a studio out in LA, and I decided to take an online acting class. And it worked out, and he was really amazing and really impactful. So I was able to work through kind of my anxiety and all that stuff with him. It was a great space to be a part of because, you know, he has this belief that, like, everything that exists belongs, whereas, like, what I was kind of taught in the classes that I took in Orlando was like, don't have anxiety. That's not beneficial. And so I don't know. I was, I was really attracted to this, this idea that I could still experience those things and still act. Um, and then I also started a mental health, mental health organization, um, around 2020 called the mental health project. Uh, and we raise money for families that are unable to afford therapy. So Mm -hmm. those are all the things that I do. Um, I moved out to LA a few months ago and I've been living out here for seven months now. And I've been acting and filming, which has been really exciting. Um, Yeah, I'm running my business and doing all those fun things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I love like how you took a leap of faith to actually move to LA and pursue something like that because for so many people, like if you don't grow up in that environment or like grow up acting and like in plays or like doing all that kind of stuff it can be really hard to even think that doing something like that is worthwhile so I want to get some more like details from you on how that whole process went of actually making the decision to pick up move and pursue it with like everything that you have yeah no it was definitely terrifying I mean Mm -hmm. I started so the studio that I am a part of is Crash Acting. And I took an acting class at UCF in Orlando and basically was told that uh, I was too old to like get into the industry. And I was mm-hmm. 20 at the time, which is bizarre. I'm like, that's not too old. There's so yeah. many people out there that got started with acting, you know, later in life. Mm-hmm. And I even know people now, like one of my friends, she's like 42 and she got started two years ago and she signed to an agency and she's filming stuff and like... Yeah, I think the people that say no that stuff are the people that are insecure about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I had to kind of work through that, like, limiting belief initially. But Ben was such an amazing, like, mentor and teacher. And he's just really involved in your life um, as an actor and really wants to see you succeed, which is really abnormal for teachers in this industry I would say like 
a lot of them just like want to take your money and like you know Mm. teach you a class for an hour per week whereas he was really invested in your career um Mm. which deeply appreciative for um so he kind of I would say the first year of you know class with him was just working through these limiting beliefs but around uh, August 2021 I came out to LA and I met him and I met you know people from my acting studio and I just felt really uh, aligned with everyone that I met out here and inspired and they say that it's more competitive out in LA but I think being around like other creatives is really inspiring and motivating Mm -hmm. and there are so many opportunities out here that I don't know I just felt like I was ready and it felt like the right decision um I've obviously made a lot of (laughs) impulsive decisions the last like three years and they've just kind of happened to work out especially my business you know I Mm -hmm. left my job and then you know it was just like okay let's live off my savings for three months and see what happens Mm -hmm. um so I'm like who knows? Maybe I'll move out to LA and everything will work out because it has up until now. So yeah, I started applying to places last August and then ran into one of my old friends on my flight to LA in October. And she was like, happened to be moving to LA too. And so we ended up being roommates. (laughs) Um, So yeah, like, I don't know, it was just the universe, like continuously, like sending me just signs that it was supposed to happen and I just kind of went with it um it was really stressful but I love living out here and I have such a great community and mentor and yeah I mean I've had more opportunities in LA than I had in Florida which is Mm -hmm. like they say you know impossible but it's just worked out so I'm just going with the flow (laughs) yeah I love that and I love how you said that you've like made a lot of impulsive decisions like over the past three years of your life because I think Mm -hmm. in your 20s that's what you're literally supposed to do and so many of us like have this notion in our heads like I don't know where it came from where we think that we have to have everything figured out in our 20s and like our Uh life planned out and we think that even like I struggle with this where you think that if your life isn't going the way that you planned it then it's like falling apart you know and it's not turning out the way you wanted to but Uh making impulsive decisions and changing your mind is like literally what you're supposed to do during this time yeah no I see this happen with so many of my friends um that I grew up with and that are you know I met during college is that you know they are afraid to like make these types of decisions because they're afraid of what's going to happen um I guess I've just made so many impulsive decisions and they've worked out I'm like this is what you have to do like I'm very entrepreneurial so um it's just something that I've gone with and it's worked out I mean I did a lot of research on you know entrepreneurs in the marketing space and in the acting acting space and this is like one of the things they always brought up they're just like you have to at least try because if you don't try you're never going to know so that's just what I've done is just try and if it doesn't work it doesn't work and if it does great so Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah and that's like something that whenever we're trying something new we always ask like the limiting beliefs come up and they're like well what if it doesn't happen but I think a better thing for you to ask is well what if it does and like this is such a good example of that because you literally went for it it worked out for the better and you're in a place now that you if you hadn't taken that step to actually pursue it or that leap of faith then who knows like what your life would look like still yeah exactly no I always think about that 
um I had <laughs> I had a like my journal page like pop popped open the other day like fell off the shelf and it was a list from like early 2020 and it was some of the things that I wanted to do and like this is before I did any of this stuff mm-hmm. and like the first thing was like pursue acting second thing was start a business and the third thing was like do something in the mental health space um and then within you know nine ten months I was doing all of those things um I think the, the best place to start is just like writing down and envisioning like what you want your life to look like and then creating a strategy around how you're going to achieve those things and like mm-hmm. actually believing that you're capable of achieving those things mm-hmm. yeah and so like when you first moved there and obviously like when you first embark on something like there's so much excitement and so many emotions going on so it's kind of like I feel like you're not really living like in reality because everything's all new and fun and all that kind of stuff so once you finally got there and like the excitement settled and you were like facing reality what kind of emotions did you kind of go through um so I was like fresh out of a four-year relationship when I moved out here and I think that was probably the weirdest thing for me. Um, it was such a, a weird experience to have because I was really happy to live in LA and to be, you know, doing what I wanted to do. But also, like, I felt like I was uh, in the midst of starting a new chapter and I didn't know how to let go, like, the previous chapter and Mm -hmm. so honestly I was experiencing like severe depression and like extreme happiness at the same time Mm -hmm. and I didn't know what to do with it because I'm like okay I'm really happy but I'm really depressed like what is going on with me um and I think something that I learned was that like those things can coexist like happiness and sadness and it was Mm -hmm. really um enlightening to me I think we have this like belief that you know you have to be only happy or only sad but like those two emotions can coexist at the same time um so I just you know I I'm really believe in like practicing gratitude mm-hmm. um I try to do, like fill up my gratitude journal every single morning and that I think keeps me in a really like healthy space at all times you know even if I am experiencing sadness and depression and missing my friends and family back home I can still be deeply appreciative for what I have and where I'm going um so yeah you know I think anybody moving to a new city where it's literally I mean I'm from Florida all my friends and family are in Florida so it was really hard like just being away from everything that I'd, I'd ever known um but I'm so, like so grateful to have a community of people out here and to be doing what I want to do. So yeah, that was kind of my experience moving out here. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips on like how to, when you do something like this and like move to a new place? Cause a lot of the people that listen to this are like the 22, 25 age range. So like out of college, navigating that whole section of their life and like they're moving to new cities, but don't really how to know how to like, make friendships join communities like be feel like they're a part of something again because I think like once you're out of college you kind of lose that so like do you have any tips on how you found a place for yourself in LA and like made friends connected with people all that stuff yeah so I think you know step one would be to like find a hobby I think that's something that 
a lot of people need I think everyone needs to have a hobby outside of right. their job um and allow that to to you know connect you with people you know because if your life is consumed by work you're mm-hmm. going to be miserable and so you know my hobby but I guess more so a career now was you know my acting and so I have a lot of friends in my acting studio Um, but I've also met people in yoga class and workout classes and um, there are a lot of groups out here in LA like there's this girl who runs this uh, organization called like for the gals and they just go on hikes together and Mm -hmm. uh, dip classes and out to eat together Um, so that's like one I would say way that you can meet people in a new city Um, you know hobby second way Bumble BFF I Mm -hmm. love Bumble BFF I've actually met so many of like my bestest bestest friends off of Bumble BFF it's a little difficult to uh, like navigate initially because you have to like set up friend dates and we're busy uh so what I would do is I would like invite multiple girls from Mumble BFF and we just all got to dinner and that was a really great way for me to like meet you know a big group of people because like the reality of it is that not everyone that you meet is going to be your friend and that's okay like you're not going to click with every person that you meet on Mm -hmm. Mumble BFF or meet in the class um but I think a great way to like not spend you know months trying to make friends it's just like invite a bunch of people to a dinner and mm-hmm. see who you connect with and oftentimes like there were girls like on the like these dates that would connect with each other and maybe I didn't connect with them so they could still make a friendship out of that experience so yeah I think Bumble BFF is great mm-hmm. yeah have you heard of the fun on weekdays podcast yeah, yeah, they have like the the these Facebook groups of like every single city. So I don't know if you're part of the what? LA one. I didn't know that. I thought it yeah, was just okay, yeah, cool. but they they have like um a Facebook group for like the whole thing, and then a group me for like the cities, individual cities. And Same. when I was living in Colorado, the Denver one was like so active. They would go to I like moved shortly after joining it, so I didn't get to go to anything. But they were like planning something every single weekend, like going to bars, hikes, like all this kind of stuff. So it's definitely something to check out if like you're interested. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I I had organized something like that in Tampa off of mm-hmm. Bumble BFF. We had created a a group me and I would just add every girl that I met on Bumble BFF. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, join our group me. And it was great. Cause again, like um it's hard making friends in your 20s. And it's really, I mean, again, if you're just meeting with like one person a week, mm-hmm. the likelihood of like all those people being like somebody that you'd want to be friends with is super low. So if you can like create a space where you can meet lots of people at mm-hmm. one time it's gonna make it a lot easier to form your your friend group you know mm-hmm. in the first couple of months while you're in a new city so yeah and it gets rid of that like fear that you have when going on like a date or like a friend date or something of it being super awkward and you guys like not clicking at all because like yeah. if you guys don't <laughs> click then you can just go find somebody else to talk to and you don't have to worry about it exactly exactly no for sure I I think that's why I avoided it initially. I'm like, I don't want to go on. I mean, dates in general, like if you're going on a date, it's the worst thing when you go on a date with a dude and he mm-hmm. is like not your type. And you know that the first like 30 seconds and now you're on this three hour date with them and you're not interested. Um, so I think, it, yeah, it removes the the anxiety around the situation to feel pressured to talk to someone for like three hours. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. So do you think like when you took this leap of faith to move to LA and like pursue acting and all this stuff that having a big support group was something that like really motivated you to actually do it? Yeah. I would say that was the number one thing. Oh my God. Yeah. I, the space that I'm a part of, I really like mean this are, there's not a single person in the studio of like 120 people that is not, you know, amazing and wonderful and supportive. Um, I've really never been in a community that is this supportive of everything that you do. Um, you know, any, like my business, a lot of, you know, people that support my business are a part of the studio and a lot of people that, you know, attend my, you know, if we have like a screening at a film festival, like, they'll all buy tickets that's so amazing to be part of a space like that to you know mm -hmm. have people like actually appreciate what you're doing because if you're not I mean it's difficult like if you're not an actor it's hard to really understand how much work actors put into like the beginning of their career and the investment that they make you know I, they talk about this all the time but like you go back to like go see your family and they're like what tv show are you on like what movie are you are you on and it's like no that doesn't just happen overnight it could but it's a lot of like investing into acting classes and voice classes and submitting hundreds of self-tapes and memorizing lines and all this stuff and rarely getting validation <laughs> for any of it mm -hmm. um and so to be in a community community of people that understand how much work you're putting in to, to get somewhere hopefully is mm -hmm. really wonderful so um I'm just really thankful to be in the space that I am um in and have supportive people around me Mm -hmm. yeah and so for something like acting like it's obviously so many people want to get into the industry like I would say that it's probably like a saturated market where there's so many people trying to do it that it makes the chances like really slim and sure. how, but like, that's no reason not to try, you know, and mm -hmm. like go for it. And how yeah. would you like support someone or help someone feel more confident in like pursuing something like this, who maybe doesn't want to do acting, but maybe wants to like get into fashion styling and like being a personal stylist like Maeve Riley or something like that or like be a singer or something along those lines where it's like really really competitive and super hard to make a name for yourself yeah I think having this understanding that there is no one else like you there's mm -hmm. no one else that has your perspective and experience um experiences that you've had like you know that's like you have to be able to like bring that into whatever space you're going into you know into the, especially the creative space and you're gonna be a designer or a singer or something like that um there's no one else like you so if you have that understanding of who you are what your brand is and what makes you different that's all that matters and I think that's what limits a lot of of people um you know I think what helped me the most was having a mentor I, I mm -hmm. literally recommend that for everyone find somebody who's doing what you want to do and become friends with them you know connections and friendships are so important in any space that you want to break into um I've learned that you know quite a bit over the last like six or seven months you know mm -hmm. having a friendship with someone is potentially like the gateway into everything that you want 
um, and like a genuine connection, not like I'm using you for mm-hmm. this. Um, like having a real like friendship with people and just like wanting to learn from them and just understanding, you know, how they got where they are. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend that to anyone trying to break into an oversaturated industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, um, have you heard of Heinz on like YouTube and he has a podcast too. It's called In Hindsight, but he, he, yeah. And he like makes a lot of videos about this kind of stuff. And he always says like, there's room for everyone. And I think it's so true that like, when you think about the amount of people who like, for instance, I, I maybe listened to probably 10 different podcasts and like you listen to probably tons of different singers and artists and podcasters and like all this kind of stuff and it just and like watch different youtubers and stuff and it just goes to show that like billions of people are consuming content they're watching tv shows there's always like new stuff coming out and if everybody's watching like a huge array of different people then it just shows you that you do have a chance to like be one of those people that they watch you know Exactly. I think a lot of people, especially in the creative space, you know, the reason that um, they don't pursue it is because they feel like it's oversaturated. And I think like, like the reality of it is, is that like, you can be in this, like in a creative space and not be like the best one. Mm-hmm. But if you yeah. love you have a passion for it, it's all that matters. Like mm-hmm. I'm not working on some like TV show on HBO. Do I want to? For sure. But mm-hmm. the fact that I get to like go film movies and TV shows and work on projects is so fucking cool. So mm-hmm. I don't care if it's not like this big thing and I'm not like, you know, an A-list celebrity. I just love acting and I love being mm-hmm. able to like share stories and create things. So mm-hmm. if you're okay with just being able to do it, like anybody can sing and create music and you know design clothes um you just have to go into it with your passion and love and not with the intention of like trying to be the best or to get rich or famous or something like that Mm -hmm. um that that's how you lose yourself you just have to go into these spaces with like a love and a passion for them Mm -hmm. yeah I love that and why like why else do you think that it's so hard for people to really do that kind of stuff and like pursue their dreams because I know like when starting this podcast or like when talking to other people about what they want to do like I've had people say that they want to be a comedian but it's they're like but that'll never happen you know they immediately shut themselves down so how why do you think so many people do that you know honestly I think it's just this fear of not being good enough and this fear of what other people are going to think which is like still something I would say I'm working through um you know (laughs) being in being in an acting class with a bunch of people that have been acting since they were like seven years old is really intimidating but I think the best piece of advice I got in the beginning of this was why would you compare yourself to someone who has been doing it way longer than you have you know Mm -hmm. like that's stupid they've been doing it for 17 years of course they're good um and you know this is something that I've been thinking about lately but maybe I'm not where I want to be with my acting career and you know my technique but if I don't start right now I'm never going to get to that place of being an actor for 17 years Mm -hmm. um you know I think acting and fashion and music it's all a practice 
practice and you know the more you do it the the better you get at it um it's mm. not something you can rush it's just something that you have to experience and continue doing so I think that's what, like what holds everyone back is this like you know fear of not being good enough um and you know I guess just like not being able to like work through the the difficulties in the beginning because starting out in any industry I'm sure like you know running a podcast like it's the first couple of episodes you're like, what am I doing this is scary mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah but again if you never try you'll never know yeah I like that I like that a lot and like you can't tell yourself like oh I wish I started this when I was younger because you didn't and like you have to you have to start now and just like go with it and if you stay consistent with it 10 years from now you can you have 10 years under your belt so it's like you are like one of those people that can be considered well experienced and like really really good at it you know it just takes time and I think that's especially nowadays with like instant gratification and like everything coming so fast like actually putting time into something is Mm -hmm. even more difficult and like staying consistent with it so like how do you think that you've really been able to stay consistent with this and not give up on yourself yeah um I'm super type a (laughs) and so I plan out my days like hour by hour I'm crazy um but I you know every year try to like write down my goals and just like what you know things that I want to manifest and um I try to dedicate time every single week towards those things and so you know, Sundays are are my days where I do all my acting stuff. Um, I don't do any other things on Sunday besides acting stuff. So whether that's like reading a play or setting a script or submitting auditions, um, I try to keep Sunday completely open to dedicate time towards acting always and have been for, you know, two years now. Um, you know, and that's how it is for every other aspect of my life. I'm also writing a book right now and, uh, you know, last year I just kind of didn't put any time towards it. I'm like, I really want to finish this. So I need to actually prioritize time every single week to write this. And so mm. I've been dedicating like one to five hours a week to just sitting down and writing. Um, again, I think that's what you have to do. Um, that's how you'll stay consistent because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not going anywhere. And it's like, are you actually taking time out of your week every week to better yourself in this? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the gym, like you can't go to the gym like once per month. I mean, that's great, but you're not going to see what you want to see if you're only dedicating an hour of your month towards it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. There's like this old saying, um, I heard it in a yoga class one time, the yoga teacher talked about it and it's about the Chinese bamboo tree and how, when you plant it, it doesn't grow or anything, but you still water it. And for like five years, you water it. And then like after five years, it literally shoots up and is so tall. And it's yeah. like the same thing with this is like, if you just consistently just water it a little bit every single day and like keep working on it and like not expect to see results, like eventually in time, it'll click for you and you'll realize, oh my God, like I have actually made so much progress, you know? Absolutely. No, I, you know, I think that's what my business taught me. Um, because I don't know if you've read Atomic Habits, but he talks about this. No, everyone talks about it though. I need to. Yeah. (laughs) That's really good. But he talks about how our generation um is addicted to instant validation and gratification with social media and Mm -hmm. how a lot of people our age are having 
difficulty with achieving success because they, you know, won't commit to like whatever they're trying to achieve for long periods of time because they're not seeing instant validation like they are with Instagram. You know, if they post on mm-hmm. Instagram, they get a like in five seconds. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what my business taught me because again, when I started my business, I didn't make any money for like three months. And mm-hmm. something in my gut was just like, keep doing it. It will work out. Just keep trying. Mm-hmm. And within six months, I had like tripled my income. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now I'm at two years of my business and I have, you know, two people that work for me and I have so many clients and I've like have coached just hundreds of people. And um, it took two years to get to this place, but I'm so grateful that I didn't give up. Um even though there were a lot of people that probably would have. I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of my friends start businesses like this and give up within like three or four months. And, you know, that they probably had potential to do the same thing that I'm doing right now. It just couldn't, it, it doesn't happen overnight. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. And just having that faith in yourself to like actually carry through. Cause I feel like it really does take a lot of confidence to like decide to do something and actually follow through with it and stick with it and like I know like with starting this podcast I have wanted to quit so many times but I just tell myself like no I'll just you know just do one more episode each week or like one more send one more email you know dm one more person to see if they want to be on like just doing one more and I think Ed Madlet just released this book called the power of one more and I haven't read it yet but so many people say so many good things about it and just like living with that mindset of doing one more you know like calling one person to see if they are interested in your business like asking one person if they need something you know just like having that mindset when it comes to that stuff yeah no absolutely you know I've I've had to train myself to do this, but there have been Mm -hmm. times where like, I have a lot of momentum and I'm doing really great in acting or my business. And I feel like sometimes when people are in the space of like, oh, everything's going great. I'm not going to continue working because everything's fine. Um, That's when you slip back. And so, you know, I've gotten to the habit of like recognizing like, okay, I'm doing really great acting in my business right now. Let's continue going and exploring and seeking new you know, more opportunities. So I I love that idea of like one more, because that really mm-hmm. is what it, it is going to be impactful is you just continuing trying. Mm-hmm. So have you seen like a big shift in your confidence levels and like self-worth since taking this leap of faith and like pursuing acting and like just going for it? Yeah. I mean, I, st- I still struggle, but so does everyone. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. I mean, I, around 2018, I was in a really, really dark place in my life. Um, and I tried to take my life and I kind of (laughs) was at the, you know, probably in the worst place of my entire life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got help. And during that experience, um, I kind of reevaluated like what I wanted out of life and um you know started to like practice like self-love and um all of that stuff and really investing into myself all the acting and my business and all this stuff and it was really impactful I mean when you set goals and are able to follow through with them and are able to just like do things for yourself it's really rewarding um you know I 
really appreciate where I'm at in my life. And then I had that experience a few years ago because uh, it really helped me um, appreciate these moments that I'm having right now. Because if you benefit, you bend your lowest, then your highest feels amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I think it's definitely transformed me and made me more confident in my abilities. Um, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without those experiences. So yeah, I would definitely say it's it's given me a you know, newfound confidence. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you went through that I know that's so challenging and hard yeah. and like it's something that you wouldn't wish upon anyone to like experience those things and like feel that way about themselves and the world and all that so I totally understand that it's like it's super hard and but at the same time it's like like you said like you can have happy inside together like they can coexist and it's the same thing like you can have something really really dark but something really really light coexist too it's like the duality of everything and like that's I think what comes out of situations like that where you were in a really dark place but what came out of it is something so beautiful and so amazing and it like has led you to this point and at the end of the day it almost makes it worth it you know absolutely no that's basically the entirety of my book um it's a self-help book and it's about you know my life experiences and how I found the beauty out of like everything dark Mm -hmm. in my life um because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with is like how do I turn this really awful situation into something um beneficial and you know how do I grow from this so Mm -hmm. and get to a point too where like you can help other people with it and like help other people help others you know like give other people the tools so that way they can go out and like spread those tools with even more people and it just like it's like dominoes it affects everyone so no I think I think that is the whole purpose of life and I would say that is my purpose in life um Mm -hmm. you know I have had just a lot of really unfortunate situations throughout my life and you know, at the time they were happening, I didn't understand them. But, Mm -hmm. you know, as I would say someone who's like partially healed now, I have a a deep understanding of why that stuff happened. And it is, it was because, you know, now I can use my stories and experiences to help people that are dealing with the the same things. And I think Mm -hmm. that's really beautiful. So, yeah. So like with your organization, the mental health project, is that where the basis of that kind of came from? Yeah, I mean, I remember being like, because I have struggled with depression and anxiety, you know, all throughout my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I was raised in a religious cult up until I was 14. Um, And it was basically um, uh, was an organization that blocked me from experiencing the world. And um, that was a really difficult experience transitioning from that to real life. And then also having my family be involved in that their entire lives. Um, And so I really struggled, you know, mentally in my, you know, early teenage years because I was never taught about what mental health was and that I should take care of my mental health. And so I remember growing up and being like, 
wow, like there's probably a lot of other people that are going through stuff like this. Um, and it was always in the back of my mind, but that experience specifically back in 2018 um, really was the reason why I started the organization. Um, I think it's really important for people in, you know, who, who struggle with mental health issues to have a space where they can talk about it freely and, you know, mm -hmm. um, have a support system, you know, back during 2020 or 2021, uh, we used to do clubhouse chats every single Monday called Mental Health Monday. And uh, Jalen, who was the co-founder of the project with me, um, him and I used to have a clubhouse room for two or three hours every Monday night. And we just let people talk about what they were struggling with. And it was really beautiful and impactful for not only them, but for us um, to be able to create that space for people. Um, yeah, I just like want to normalize the conversation. I just think, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on how important your physical health is right now and not how much how important your mental health is. And I really mm -hmm. want to, to change that. And, you know, that's kind of why we started the organization to, to change that perspective. So, yeah, yeah, you got to get your mind right before you can get your body right. Like it all starts up here in your head mm -hmm. first. Yeah. And um it's like growing up in a religious cult like obviously that has to be really really hard and mm -hmm. a huge like culture shock kind of like when you get out of it so like how was that whole experience for you yeah it was uh it was crazy I mean mm -hmm. when we initially left um my family was still a part of it so my family had joined the religious cult back in like the 1970s Mm -hmm. so long a while yeah. um and we left you know around 2012 so years mm -hmm. and years and years and um when we left my family was still a part of it so it was really hard to like okay well we're gonna leave some of our family and just like live this life um mm -hmm. and my mom had been a part of it her entire life and so she didn't even know how to navigate what was happening and so yeah, it was a really lonely experience. I mean, I was the oldest sibling and so mm -hmm. a little sister. Um, and so I didn't really have anybody to talk to about it. Uh, I just kind of, I kind of just uh, figured things out. I got really involved with school and my career, I would say during high school, which is kind of when we left. Mm -hmm. um, I basically didn't have a great education growing up because you were told you were going to get married at 16 and not go to college. Mm -hmm. So when we left, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to have a career. Um, and so that's kind of what I, I did after we left. Which I got really like hyper-focused on like, how can I create a life for myself now that I have the opportunity to. And so, you know, I think that's why the whole acting thing, um, it's probably, I mean, it, it, not probably, it was something that I always wanted to do, but mm -hmm. never thought I would have the opportunity. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was just crazy, especially going off to college. I was the first person in my family to go to college. And so, wow. yeah, I was just like, okay. And I went to University of Alabama, which was like seven hours away from my home. Mm -hmm. And I was around a, a bunch of people. I mean, I didn't actually talk about the way that I grew up up until a few years ago. Um, so uh, I kind of just like pretended like I lived a normal life. I mean, how do you tell people that? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm a very independent person and I just did my best to, you know, live and work through everything, you know, again, 
I think the investment into therapy and understanding the understanding of uh, mental health all really helped me um, become the woman I am today. Um, so yeah, it was a really crazy experience, but uh, I think it's you know part of my story and it's what makes me different and I appreciate it now. So mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, obviously, like if you didn't grow up in a situation like that and in that circumstance and like you can't understand it and you can't even try to understand it. And but like what I see through you is like a very resilient person and like it like comes out in your ability to just take the leap of faith and try acting and like writing this book and staying consistent with things and like starting your business. Like it really goes to show that going through that and like getting away from it really created like this grit inside of you where nothing can stop you you know the whole nothing in the world like obviously things scare you but like never to the point where you're not at least gonna try and that's such a good thing to have no exactly you know what Mm -hmm. I was saying earlier about like um having appreciation for your experiences like Mm -hmm. I'm appreciative for that experience because I am who I am today because of that Mm -hmm. um so yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I think I've worked through the the pain of it. And now I'm in a place of gratitude for mm-hmm. the experience. And now I get to create this, like, that, that's kind of what the book is about. Like, this was my life. And mm-hmm. this is how I created this. Um, because I think, again, there are so many people that go through really awful experiences um, throughout their life. And it's really hard to um, you know, find the beauty and the appreciation for the situation initially. So mm-hmm. I hope that I can, you know, help people with that or through that with, with my book. Yeah, no, I'm definitely sure you will. It's so nice to have like resources like that for when you go, like anytime I've been through a hard time and I'm sure you have to, you probably seek out other people who have been through like the same thing just yeah. to create that relatability and like vulnerability between the two of you guys, even if you don't know the person and they don't know you, it's still such a good thing to know that other people went through something similar. And like, just by writing that and talking about it, it will definitely help whoever reads it, you know? Of course, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a really healing experience um, to write the book um you know I love journaling and uh just like writing down my thoughts because I feel like a lot of times when it's all up here you Mm -hmm. can't process it but when you start writing on a piece of paper you're like oh this makes sense now you're kind of working through um all of it so I would say writing the book has been extremely healing for me in Mm -hmm. that you know that way so yeah and do you have any other like books podcasts or other resources you recommend either like on the stuff we talk about or just stuff that you really like yeah um I really love Atomic Habits that was a really impactful book for me um there's a book by Oprah Winfrey uh What Happened to You Mm -hmm. that book was a really powerful it's about um how your adult life is or how trauma uh, impacts childhood and how it relates to like your adulthood mm-hmm. um I think there is very little research on that because like we throw around the word trauma a lot but mm-hmm. you know, trauma can be anything that impacts you like emotionally it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like some big 
thing. Um, and I think having understanding of what those things are will really help you, you know, grow into a, a, a beautiful, uh, aware person as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you, the career. Uh, so that was a book written by my acting coach. Um, and it's like a holistic approach to acting, but I would say anybody can read the book because it's obviously there's some like notes about acting and all of that, but more so like shifting your mindset around, um, your career, uh, you know, from looking at your career from a transactional point of view to a transformational point of view. Mm -hmm. And that book was really impactful for me. Uh, and the way that it's written is great because I'm a little bit ADHD and Mm -hmm. it's a little bit time for me to work through books. Um, and it's like, like little paragraphs, like every page. And so you could read through it two Mm -hmm. days. Uh, but yeah, those are all the books that I would recommend, but I'm always like seeking out, I've watched TikTok religiously. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I watch it religiously and like, I love following like self-help pages and, mm-hmm. you know, any creators out there that, you know, talk about mental health and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. th- those would be my, my recommendations. Yeah. Those are great ones. I'll have to check those out. The Oprah one sounds really, really good. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's really long, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and where can people find you? Like your Instagram website, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, my Instagram is Kylie Roar, K-Y-L-I-E-R-O-H-R-E-R. And then my TikTok is the Kylie Roar. Um, and then my website's KylieRoar.com. No one else has my name. So everything is just my name. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I loved speaking with you today. This was such a good conversation. And I know that this will definitely bring a lot of value to the people listening. So thank you. Thank you for having me. It was so nice to have this conversation. I'm deeply appreciative for you inviting me into your space.